This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is the only official home of Swamp Boys Genetics. SeedsHereNow.com also carries seeds from TH Seeds, Aficionado Genetics, and of course, Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award-winning satisfaction guarantee. And for my friends on a tight budget, SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30, as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com. Now let's jump into the podcast. Welcome back, podcast world. I'm your host, my friends call me Rasta Jeff, and this is episode 642 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to recap an event I recently attended, then I wanna talk a little bit about storing our seeds. Before we get there, let's do a few shout outs to a few of the kind folks who support the show on Patreon. Let's start off with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to my friend, Nicholas A. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Canna Reaper and Fruggle Rock. Let's send a thank you shout out to Crazy Hand Grows and Riven Waters. Let's send a big fist bump to Thomas McGinnis and Lefty's Farm. I want to send a thank you shout out to the Big Sexy Dank and the Bafsta. Let's send a thank you shout out to Pack Northwest Dan and Stash Drop. And then let's wrap up the shout outs with a big thank you shout out to my friend, the new old guy. Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart all of the information you need is right there on the screen and of course there is a link in the show notes and the video description to make it super easy for all of my friends once again really thank you for all of the continued patreon support also thank you everybody for the uh feedback from the last two episodes the last two episodes were very uh very video intensive i pulled some plants out of the garden I put gloves on and went hands-on with the plants, uh, cut some plants up. In one episode, we did some popping and twisting. In another episode, I cut some clones, showed you guys how to get those clones uh, all the way to uh, in their cups and their starting homes. Uh, thank you for all of the feedback. I got a lot of feedback. Those are two of my most watched videos already, uh, most commented on videos, most praised videos. Thank you. I do appreciate that. If you were listening to this show on an audio service, uh, I do highly recommend that you go check out the past two episodes on the YouTube channel. Please go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Even if you're not going to watch, just go subscribe. Search for the Grow From Your Heart podcast. Click subscribe. Do me some favors. Give me some subscriptions. I do appreciate that. Where do we go from there? Uh, thank you, guys. I do appreciate that. Uh, all the comments, all the feedback. That is wonderful. Let's move right into talking about... Oh, I want to mention one thing. Uh, a lot of the audio podcast services have been messed up. Um, long story short, my website got messed up. You don't care about the details. Uh, a service provider changed a thing. It messed up all of my things. Things got weird. Uh, my web guy is working diligently to solve the problems. We don't know that there is a problem until somebody tells us. I didn't know that the show wasn't on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, it wasn't showing up in a lot of places. We were working to correct that. Uh, it should be corrected by the time this episode comes out. The thing is, every time we correct one thing, we find that something else is 
messed up. So we're playing the fix the internet game. I do apologize if you've missed episodes. I did not mean to abandon you. I didn't ditch you. Uh, I am uh, struggling just like you. Just like you want to listen to the shows, I want them to be available. Trust me, uh, sponsors pay for it. Patreon uh, relies on the shows coming out. Uh, I do want the shows to come out on time. If the show is not on the service which you were used to, I recommend checking YouTube. YouTube seems to be fairly reliable most of the time. I put the shows up. It is uh, 12 o'clock Sunday night into Monday morning, and then again 12 o'clock Wednesday into Thursday morning. I do premieres on YouTube. I actually hang out and watch the video with you guys, hang out in the chat, talk shit in the chat room. Uh, join us for that. So if you're missing something, please do find us on YouTube. However, I'm just realizing that if you're not finding the show, you're not even going to get the message. It's like calling somebody who left their phone at your house. Hey, bro, your phone's at my house. The phone is just ringing on my table. All right. Let's move forward into something useful in this podcast. I recently attended a great event. Uh, I attended the Groovy Gravy Secret Stash Seed Exchange event in Denver, Colorado. That was a beautiful event. We had a great time. Uh, it was a low-key event. It was kind of low-key. I would guess there were somewhere between three and 500 people at the whole event, uh, which was not bad. That was great for... Um, I was kind of calling it a practice run, like getting back into the environment, re-entry. Uh, I haven't been to an event, to a concert, to a comedy show, uh, any big sort of gatherings since uh, March 12th or 13th. I was at the last comedy show that was at the Comedy Works downtown in Denver. Uh, the last show was Bobby Lee. They haven't had a big show in that building since then. They have now, by the time you hear this, uh, some socially distanced shows. But uh, there haven't been any big shows, events, uh, anything like that for me to go to. So it was exciting to get out. This was just a small event. Uh, most of the time I take two or three people to a big event to help me out. This time it was Mike and myself. Big shout to Mike for helping me. Uh, kind of a small event, but that was perfect. That's what I'm getting at. I needed a small event for re-entry to learn how to deal with people again, how to be at an event environment. It's been so long that uh, I kind of forgot. Uh, once we got there, we totally fell right into the rhythm though. It was just, just like old times. The drive up was super smooth. Uh, it's about a three-hour drive from where Mike and I were. Uh, to actually get to the event. Pretty uneventful drive. Uh, we had a good talk on the way up there. Mike and I just have really good conversation. Probably should have recorded that. You guys would have appreciated that. Uh, drive up was smooth. Parking and load-in were super smooth. There was a dedicated parking spot for us. Uh, not a spot, but a parking lot. The lot was plenty of spots for us. We can get in there and get a good, clean parking space. I actually uh, dropped Mike off right in front of the event with all of our merchandise. Drove over, parked, uh, walked back, not a big deal. Short walk to get right to the event. Getting in was cool. Setting up was cool. The flow of the event was super smooth. Um, um, so let's talk about how the event happened. We got set up, and then about 20 minutes before the doors were going to open, we were told, hey, the VIPs are going to be allowed to enter in just a few minutes. If you need to do anything, now's your chance. So uh, Mike got a drink and a snack. I used the men's room. We just got ourselves organized, and then the VIPs were allowed in. VIPs were allowed, I think, to hang out all day. If you bought a VIP ticket for this event, you were included all day. However, after the VIPs, there were time slots. Um, the time slots went from noon to one, and then you were allowed to come in the building with your wristband or with your ticket. You were allowed entry from noon to one to shop at the booths. Then when your time slot was almost up, they would run around and there were a couple of guys just politely saying, hey, there's about 10 minutes left in your time slot. Please wrap up your shopping and then head outside when you're done. Once you got done, you could go outside and there were other booths outside. I honestly didn't make it out there. There were food trucks. Um, there were a lot of people on a DJ out there I heard. I honestly didn't make it. Um, there was a massage booth out there that people were coming back in and saying, man, that massage was fucking great. So shout out to the massage lady. Um, but 
So you would come in, you'd get an hour to shop, and they would politely uh, remind you that your time is up, and you'd be escorted out to that back area, which was outside. Once you were outside, you could hang out and socialize and hang out, and uh, I don't know if there was consumption happening out there. I almost said you could consume. Don't want to snitch on anybody if that was not allowed. Allegedly, maybe people were smoking out there. So you were allowed one hour to shop, which was kind of cool. There were about 10 booths. Um, I'm going to say 10 to 12-ish booths. I didn't do a real solid head count, obviously. There were about 10 or 12 booths. Most of those booths were breeders. Right in my uh, little section where my booth was set up, it was Oni Seeds in the corner, uh, and then myself, and then another group that was a seed seller of, they were a retailer, so they had a lot of other breeders. They had a lot of, they had Calix Seed Company, they had some of my seeds. Uh, they just had seeds from a bunch of other vendors or other breeders over there, and they were a reseller vending other seeds, which is cool, nothing wrong with that. Uh, there was also right across from me, looking straight at their booth all day, was uh, Top Dog. So big shout out to JJ and Top Dog. Also shout out to Oni. Shout out to my booth neighbors to the right. I cannot remember their name. I had it written down on a paper. Didn't bring that paper with me. Um, also down the row was Capulator. Capulator Seeds. And I think it's Rocky Mountain High that he rolls with. That crew was down the way. Uh, there were a few other great booths. Also uh, Tiki. Uh, T I can't see. I wrote it down. I left that paper in another room. Tiki something, Tiki Madness, Tiki Maniac, something like that. Uh, they seemed cool, good people. They had a lot of traffic at their booth. Uh, I think Crop King's new invention. By the way, let's mention that Crop King has changed their name. You guys, if you uh, uh, if you know about the if you know about Crop King, beware. They've also changed their name to Rocket Seeds. Rocket Seeds is also Crop King Seeds. I do not work with them. I do not support them. I do not endorse them. If they are claiming to have my seeds, that is fraudulent. Be careful where you're buying your seeds from. That's all I need to say about that. But Crop King is also now Rocket Seeds, so buyer beware. Um, I think they were there. They had a booth. I didn't realize who that was until later on uh, when I realized they changed their names. But it was kind of cool. It was a cool setup event. So people got to come in. They got an hour to shop, and then they got moved out uh, to the outside area. It wasn't rude. They knew that they got an hour. So there was from noon to 1 got to shop. And then from 1 to 1.30, it was basically just VIPs in the building. And the VIPs have already been to my booth a couple of times. They've shopped. They've chatted. They've gotten their fist bumps. So when that 30-minute break between uh, groups, between waves, that would give us time to just regroup. I could take a drink of water, reorganize my booth, check my phone, use the restroom if I needed to, go get a bagel if I wanted one because they had bagels there for us, uh, go get a coffee if we wanted one, just whatever you needed. You can get like a good 20 or 30-minute break, and that's kind of cool. Because when I go to an event, I am the Mickey Mouse of my brand. I know that I'm, my face is on the package. People don't come there. No offense, Mike. Nobody came there to talk to Mike. Some people do. But 90% of the people that come to my booth want to talk to me. And that's understandable. Uh, so I don't get to leave the booth very often. But when you got a minute break there in the middle, you know that I can just go use the restroom. And no one's going to come up to the booth and be disappointed that they didn't get to meet Rasta Jeff. Because I really do try to meet everybody try to shake everybody's hands. If you want a selfie, a high five, a picture, if you want me to autograph some shit, I'll do it because I understand without uh, the people that support me, I wouldn't be supported. So I'm grateful and thankful and I like to uh, oblige and be cordial to the people who have supported me. Uh, I'm successful because of those people, but they're successful with their grows because of what we're giving each other. So it works out. Um, I really liked that flow. It was a great time. It was really good. I keep rambling about this event because I was excited. It was good just to be at an event. Uh, standing at my booth is just a good feeling. I got the Irie Genetics flag behind me. I got the banner at the table that says the website and has my face on it. We got shirts hung up. People are coming up and telling us uh, how good of a job we do with the seeds and how good of a job we do with the podcast. Somebody told me that they've been growing for several years. 
uh, like maybe eight or 10 years, I think they said. And then they discovered the podcast two years ago. And they said that their crop has never been better. They're putting out a better product, better weights. They're way more successful. And they're having more fun and spending less time doing it. I told them, I said, honestly, bro, that statement means more to me than all of the sales I've made today. Because I we sold some seeds. We I'm not going to lie. We sold some seeds at that event. We did okay. But the compliments from the community, the people letting me know that this podcast is making your garden more fruitful, more successful, and also saving you time in there, but making it more enjoyable. Uh, knowing that you're enjoying the garden and being successful because I sit here for a couple hours a day and put together a podcast, that makes it all worth it. That fills me up inside. Uh, it, it's like recharge for my soul. Uh, it's like big plant nutrients. It's like a big HPS light for my soul. It just lights me up and grows me up. You guys, I do appreciate it. So uh, thank you to everybody who gave me compliments on the podcast and then lots of compliments on the seeds. People are like, bro, I've had better luck germinating your seeds than any other brand. I've had more vigorous plants, more potent plants, more uh, heavy harvest than any other brand. Uh, that stuff means a lot to me. Thank you guys. So shout out to everybody who came up and gave me feedback. Then also some people were like, hey, I had a negative experience or you said something on the show I didn't like. Thank you. Uh, that stuff matters to me and I get to make corrections and adjustments because of that. So thank you for that criticism and feedback as well. Uh, big thanks to everybody who came out to the uh, Groovy Gravy Secret Stash Seed event. That was a great time. Uh, I had a ton of fun. I want to give uh, everybody that gave me a gift or a present, thank you. You guys know who you are. Uh, I didn't bring them all to the table because uh, I got a lot of great gifts. Thank you, guys. Shout out to JJ for the pack of seeds he gave me. I'm looking at that at another table. I didn't bring that over here. Uh, but I want to say a shout out to Wolfie. Wolf, bro, you threw up an amazing event. You looked stressed as shit when I got there. By the end of the event, you looked like a man who had accomplished something. Uh, I saw the look on your face of like, man, we did this. And you did it, bro. It was successful. Uh, shout out to Microbe Life Hydro for letting us have an event in their warehouse. That was super cool as well. Uh, then big shout out to Mike. Um, I was talking a moment ago how cool it was to be at my booth and just standing at the booth and people coming up. Uh being at the booth and standing there doing business and then looking over and my fucking best friend that's been hanging out and been my right-hand man for since fucking 2008, just looking over and seeing him nodding his head in success. He's like, we did it, buddy. And I was like, we fucking did it, buddy. Uh, just being there with my bro, uh, that meant a lot to me. I don't know if he knows how much that meant to me. He was my first choice when I needed booth help. Uh, he nailed it. He was up early. He was on time. He pulled his weight and then some. Uh, and he was fucking a good road dog, too. It was a long drive home, you guys. That drive home was fucking exhausting. Uh, might have been a little rainstorm on the way home. But Mike kept me awake. Mike kept me fucking talking. Uh, we had a good dinner. So shout out to my boy, Mike. Uh, Mike, come on the show, bro. I know you got the kiddos. Things are chaotic in Mike's world. We're not going to talk too much about his private life. But uh, he's doing some construction at home, some unexpected construction. So he's busy. His back is being put to the test. But, Mike, I appreciate you, bro. Big shout out for all the help at the event. Uh, bros for life, bro. Fist bump. Um, then big shout out to, uh, my friend, Neil, my friend, Neil gave me some lemon Jeffrey live rosin. And he also gave me some great compliments on the podcast. A lot of times I bash rosin. I'm really not a huge fan of most rosin. And most of you guys are going to say, well, you're not smoking the right rosin or they're not doing it right. I know, I know. And most of you guys that say that you give me rosin, it tastes like shit. Also, uh, I think a lot of the times it tastes like a popsicle stick or burnt popcorn. Let's recap and head back to my buddy, Neil. He gave me this Lemon Jeffrey Live Rosin. Apparently, I liked it because look at the jar. It is empty. It is zero. It is finito. Fin, the end. Throw it away. 
I kept it because it still smells amazing. And this was my reminder to talk about it on the show. This Lemon Jeffrey Live Rosin was tremendous. It didn't have the negative flavors, the negative things I usually experience when I'm smoking rosin. This was delicious. I, uh, if I had paid money, I didn't, this was a gift. If I had paid money for this, I would go back and buy more. That's how much I enjoyed that. So Neil, if you're listening, bro, uh, had a great time talking to you. Uh, I feel like we made friends. You don't do social media, which blows my fucking mind. Um, send me a message, bro, because you're getting a big shout out on the show. Your concentrate was amazing. Lemon Jeffrey is quite possibly one of my top three favorite flavors. It's named after me. Uh, I am the Jeffrey in Lemon Jeffrey. Uh, that's one of my favorites, bro. You did a really good job. I would, I'd probably, I'd, I'd buy that. I got lost and sidetracked on what I was saying, talking about how good that concentrate was, but I mean it, bro. Good shit. Good dude. Also hope we hang out. He doesn't have social media though. So that's weird. Then I was given another gift um, by proxy. Big shout out to my friend Jeremy uh, for the uh, delicious uh, strawberry starburst number six and number five. And then also big shout out to Justin for being the facilitator of that product. Uh, Jeremy couldn't make it to the event. He was kind enough to send three jars of concentrate with our friend to make sure they made it to the booth. Um, Same story here. I generally don't dab rosin. But this number six, the jar is empty, dude. It is empty. Oh, it smells. uh, It's got some tangy. It's got a little clementine to it. But then it's got like a strawberry, like a fake strawberry candy, strawberry incense sort of thing going on to it. And this one did not last long. You could tell that jar is empty. It's got scrape marks in it. I was trying to get the final dabs out of that one. There was number six. There was number five. And I think there was also number three. Number three is gone, non-existent. And then I think there might be just a little bit of the sap left in number five. So shout out to Jeremy. Dude, this stuff was delicious. Uh, Good job. I would dab that all day long. Super terpy, super delicious. It didn't leave any weirdness on my nail. Uh, Didn't make me cough. Didn't make me choke. One thing I noticed about smoking rosin, though, I smoke uh, BHO. I smoke diamonds and sauce and primarily batters. Um... The rosins are heavy on my lungs. I don't need as big of a dab. I still take as big of a dab, but it feels like there's weight on my chest for a minute after I smoke it. I kind of enjoy it. Also, it kind of fucking freaks me out. Getting older, I don't know if I like that weight on my chest feeling. I don't need a fucking heart attack or a stroke at this age. Anyway, uh, big thanks and big shout out to everybody for all the great gifts. Also, uh, big shout out to Easy057. I got to meet Easy057, take a picture, get a fist bump. Uh, I said, hey, bro, you've been a supporter for a long time. I want to give you some free seeds. What do you want? And he said, I've got everything. And I said, bro, you, you can't have everything on the list. And he's like, I got it all, bro. So I was able to give my friend a shirt or a hoodie, uh, but he had all the seeds. So big shout out to EZ057. That was fucking cool. Also, big shout out to my friend Jake. Jake, you're a cool dude. You came to the booth several times. Uh, Jake would come and shop and then do a lap and then realize I've still got a few more bucks. I need to buy something else. Then he hit the ATM. He came back a few times. He left with bags and bags of Irie gear. We made sure to load him up. Jake's a cool fucking guy. Irie Army uh, through and through. I'm glad I met you, bro. Really cool guy. Look forward to chatting with you. Uh, look forward to taking some dabs. Um, Wolf, Mike, Neil, Jeremy, Justin, Easy, Jake, uh, everybody else we met. Uh, I look forward to taking dabs with you in the future. Uh, also, of course, JJ from Top Dog. It was great to finally shake your hand and tell you thanks for the inspiration. He gave me a pack of seeds. You guys, I'm not going to talk about that, but that may end up being a breeding project in the future. Also, I want to send a big shout out to DJ Nika T. I haven't seen Nika T in a long time. Uh, we used to be at all the same events when there were cannabis events, we would be there. Um, D- 
DJ Nicotee is uh, the, I think he's the owner and founder of Essential Extracts. At least he was at one point. That's how I knew him. He was DJ Nicotee, also that guy from Essential Extracts. Used to be the other guy with dreads. He's cut his dreads off now. I'm not following the trend. Don't do it. Uh, but DJ Nicotee showed up, and DJ Nicotee set the vibe for the day. It was beautiful. Uh, Mike was like, I hope we don't have to listen to Sublime all day. And I get it. Uh, Mike's not really a reggae fan. Mike's not a Sublime kind of fan. And when the DJ started playing reggae, Mike kind of looked at me like, oh, it's going to be reggae all day. But a few songs in, he blended reggae with some other stuff, with some good reggae, with some other stuff. Mike's not a reggae fan, and he actually enjoyed the musical vibes. It felt like they were playing a playlist for me. So big shout out to DJ Nicotee, Kush, and Coconut Water. You guys, it was really exciting to be at events again. Um, I'm just rambling about an event because I wanted to recap it and talk about it because I haven't gone out and done something like that in such a long time that it was amazing. It also made me realize I need to update my booth. Uh, the booth looked good, uh, but it could be better. Some of the guys have more professional booths. I saw a couple of things that inspired me, some ideas that I'm definitely going to, uh, I'm going to steal your ideas. That's how we do it, right? You see business that works and you copy things that work and you ditch ideas that don't work. That's what we're doing here. Uh, saw a great couple of ways just to improve the booth flow, improve uh, the efficiency of the booth and lessen the environmental impact. I want to do less paper at the booth. I know that's uh, some hippie shit, but uh, there will be less paper, less takeaway stuff. It'll all be digital. The world's digital now. We don't need paper. All right. So thanks to everybody who came out to the event. I had a great time. Thanks for Wolf. T thanks to Wolf for throwing the event. Thanks to Microblife Hydro for hosting us. Uh, and then big thanks to everybody who was a partner in crime at the event. We had a great time. And thanks to everybody who came up to the booth. I met a lot of people. It's good to see everybody. Big shout out to Katie Ann Peterson and your new uh, and your partner in crime there. It's good to see you. All right. That's a lot of people to give shout outs. It felt like the, the BET Awards or something here. Somebody did say that I do too many shout outs at the start of the show for Patreon. Um, those folks actually pay a Patreon tier where I promise to give them a shout out on the show. So if I didn't shout them out, I would be a dick. And I do it in the first minute of the show. If you don't want to hear the commercial and the shout outs, hit that skip button. When you don't hear music anymore, the shout outs are probably over. It's usually the way it works. The music and the shout outs last about the same time. And also the podcast is free. You're welcome. Um, where are we going to go from there? Um, once again, I wrote down, thanks for being patient while we fix and refix and refix all of the podcast servers. If you've missed episodes, I apologize. Uh, it's driving me crazy as well, but we're working on it. Shout out to my web guy. I think he listens to the show. If you hear this, bro, big thanks. Everybody appreciates you. Uh, not just me, the, the people listening, they all appreciate you. Now, I do want to move on to the main topic of this podcast. I've been talking for quite a while. This is going to be a long show. Um, this portion of the show is brought to you by my friend, Kess Burton. Shout out to my buddy, Kess Burton. This topic is going to be seed storage. Uh, we sold a bunch of seeds at the seed event. I get a lot of messages about how to store seeds. I felt like this would be a great appropriate episode to segue the seed event into seed storage. Perhaps you went to an event this weekend. Perhaps you've been shopping online. Perhaps you're headed to the events that are coming up and you've got a bunch of seeds. What do I do with my seeds? As a seed breeder, as a seed seller, my number one recommendation for what you do with your seeds is to, guess what, grow them. I didn't make seeds for you to put them in a fucking vault. I don't want those seeds in a fucking desk drawer. I don't want those seeds in your safe. I would prefer not to see them in your fucking junk drawer or your underwear drawer or wherever you keep them in your fridge. I want you to put them in the dirt. Um, depending on your location and your legalities, iRegenetics is not responsible for a violation of uh, 
growing laws or rules or regulations. But if you're in a safe legal place, I really want you to get them wet and put them in the fucking dirt. I don't want you to store them. However, I do appreciate, love, and respect and admire that people are buying my seed packages and keeping them like baseball cards. Uh, they treat them like a Pokemon card. I got to get them all. And as a seller of seeds, I have no complaints. If you're going to put those in a drawer, I guess I'm going to be excited about that. But let's talk about a way to safely and effectively long-term store these seeds. Seeds are not cheap. Uh, seeds do not last forever. I like to pride myself in being one of the more affordable seed breeders. Also, I saw some prices this weekend. I've seen some prices online, and you guys are welcome. I'm, I'm staying very affordable. I don't need to take all of your money. I just need to get paid for my work. I don't need, uh, yeah, we're not trying to get rich. We're just trying to live over here, make sure everybody's fed. Uh, maybe some, some sneakers will be all right. Anyway, I'm rambling, but uh, you've got expensive seeds. You want to keep them alive. You want to keep them safe. You want to keep them stored. What is the best way to store these seeds for long term? Uh, most of the seeds that you buy are going to be in a package. They should be in some sort of a sealed package already. I'm looking across the table. Uh, JJ sells his seeds in that like Mylar package. It seems to be vacuum sealed or at least heat sealed. I'm looking at uh, Lovin' Inner Eyes has quite an extravagant package, but on the inside, those are sealed inside of a little vial. My seeds come in a disc with the foam padding on the inside the disc to keep the seeds from rattling around. Those are inside of a baggie with the folded card insert. That baggie is heat sealed. So most of the seeds are going to be sealed in a good package already. The first thing I would suggest is maybe putting your seeds, if you've got a lot of packs you're trying to seal, get one box and put them all in one box that does seal. Um, I've got, for my small personal stash that I know I'm going to, I think I'm going to run, I've got a, it's a Grateful Dead lunchbox. It's one of those metal lunchboxes. It doesn't seal super tight, but it seals enough for me. And all those seeds are already sealed. So I'm comfortable with that for my personal little storage stash, my, uh, my nostalgic seed vault, if you will. I would recommend something that is airtight. They make those little, uh, all the head shops used to have them in the late 90s, early 2000s. We were in high school. It's what we kept all our shit in. Just a little airtight stash box. It's just got a rubber grommet around it. It's a metal box. Uh, it's probably got Led Zeppelin or Insane Clown Posse or something fucking printed on it. Maybe you got Tupac on yours. I don't know. Uh, but uh, what we need to do is make an Irie Genetics seed stash box just like that. If you know how to do that, if you were the person that does that, please contact me. Uh, we will hook you the fuck up because everybody out there is going to want to buy an Irie Genetics seed stash box. Let's get back on track. We need a stash box, something that could be airtight, not super airtight, isn't critical. I like the airtight. So we're going to put the seeds in the airtight box as the first step. Then where do we put that? I see a lot of people putting their seeds in the refrigerator. Let me talk a little bit about that because I'm going to say put your seeds in a cool, dry, dark place. And people are going to say that's the refrigerator or the crisper drawer. That is cool. Uh, also, I don't like the freezer. That's going to fall into this category. Think about if you put uh, anything in the crisper drawer, anything in the fridge, it makes condensation. It gets cold in there, right? It creates moisture inside that package. Then you take that out. Now that moisture has to go somewhere. That condensation is inside of that package. You've got moisture moving around inside of your package, possibly inside of your seed package. What germinates your seeds is moisture. So you can create a condensation issue by putting your seeds in the fridge and taking them out or putting them in the freezer and taking them out too frequently. If you do choose to store your seeds in the refrigerator or in the freezer, put them in there and leave them there for a while. If you're the kind of person that likes to pull out your seeds and marvel at your collection or show off your seeds to your friends, I don't recommend putting them in that deep of a cold. In that case, I recommend just a cool, dry, dark environment. 
Uh, perhaps you live in Colorado and you've got a basement. Maybe you've got a back dark corner of that basement where you can put a safe. Put those seeds in that safe. That will stay cool. In the basement in Colorado, uh, it stays about 75 degrees-ish. It may get a little bit colder in the winter. It may get a little bit hotter in the summer. But if you got the normal house environment happening, it's going to stay about 75 down there in the basement because you got the heater upstairs running the house to keep it warm or you got the cooler keeping it cool. It's going to kind of adjust the downstairs. The house stays insulated. Pretty good temperature down there. Find that back secure corner nobody knows how to find. Put your safe with your seeds back there. That's nice and secure. Cool, dry, dark, safe environment. Also a safe environment, something that nobody could get to because you don't want people stealing your expensive freaking seeds. Um, heat, in my opinion, is one of the best ways to destroy and degrade the lifespan of a seed. So keep those seeds cool. The cooler, the better to a point. You don't want to get them so cold that they rupture and explode. That's another thing to talk about. Super dry seeds. I try to dry my seeds really, really dry before I send them to anybody. Something we did discover is that if you don't dry the seeds enough, um, I was having uh, an issue that seeds going to one direction, I was getting complaints on. And seeds I sent to another direction, I didn't get any complaints about. And I was like, how come everybody on the East Coast is having germination issues with this new batch of seeds? Everybody on the West Coast, their seeds are just fine. I thought about it. It's the middle of winter. The seeds going that way are fucking freezing. The seeds going that way are just fine. Uh, then I thought there's freezing and erupting. They're probably erupting in cargo. They're probably on a plane. They're getting too cold and they're bursting in the plane in the cargo. So I've started drying the seeds a little bit more. Uh, just put them with, uh, what is it called? It's not a Boveda. It's a, uh, a silicate pack that just sucks up all the moisture. Uh, I've got the number written down at the point I want to get it below. Once I'm below that point, I know they won't rupture in the mail. I know they won't rupture in cargo. They won't rupture if they get too cold makes the seeds a little bit safer. This is how much thought we were putting into keeping the seeds safe and fresh to get them to uh, the grower. We want you to have success. Uh, if you don't have success with my seeds, you can email me. And over time, eventually, you will get a replacement pack if you've got a good reason, if you didn't fuck them up being completely stupid. Uh, I'd rather have good customer service and eat a pack than you hate me and spread fucking shit on the internet about me because I do care about you. So dry seeds is the main idea. Keep them nice and dry. Store them in a cool, dry, dark place. Don't freeze them. Heat will ruin them. I don't prefer them in the freezer. Extremes of either way, I don't think are good. If you got to go extreme one way, cold is the best. If you think about it, they probably fell out of the plant. They landed. They stayed in the snow. The snow melted. It became water. That water germinated the seed. It grew up. So I think the cold is preservation. That's not as bad as heat. All right. So to recap, I really recommend a cool, dry, dark place. Uh, if you insist on putting them in the refrigerator, I do recommend you put them in that crisper drawer. Try to keep them dry. Uh, put them in an airtight container if you're going to put them in there. Uh, once again, I don't recommend the freezer if you're going to take them out and put them back. If you're the kind of person that wants to show them off, just a cool, dry, dark place, uh, like a corner in the basement, a shelf in the basement, something like that, something no one's going to get to. Uh, none of your pets are going to find them and eat them. Something else I want to talk about is when you're restoring these seeds, make sure that they are labeled. Do they have a name on them? Are they in the original breeder packaging? Did you write the name on a baggie and every time you touch it, you're rubbing that name off with your thumb and in a few years, you won't even know what those seeds are. Think about how well labeled and sealed those seeds are. Also write down the date of when you put those in there so you know how long you've had those seeds around. Then also, are they regular or feminized seeds? I would write that down on the packaging as well. I try to include as many details as I can in a package of seeds. I like to be a little bit excessive. I claim to be a, sort of a cannabis historian or something like that. I'm documenting cannabis. I talk a lot about cannabis. I argue a lot about cannabis. I want to be correct, so I try to make a lot of details. 
Uh, in the future, this cannabis stuff is going to be talked about, the revolution of cannabis, uh, how cannabis became legal in some areas, and we had medical cannabis, and the growing and the breeding, and all this culture will be talked about. This will be, uh, we're, we're pioneers. If you're in this right now, you are a pioneer. And I was here from a lot of the beginning of this stuff. And so it's kind of my responsibility with the way my brain works, the way I talk to people with this show platform, it's kind of my responsibility to make sure that history and cannabis lore and all of that stuff stays accurate. I just had a uh, a, a lacewing, a baby lacewing crawl on my arm. So my IPM is working because it jumped from this plant onto my arm. Uh, a little baby lacewing freaked me out. I felt it. Um, yeah, beneficial insects are the way to go. Um, yeah, if you've ever seen a little baby lacewing, it looks like a little crocodile. It looks like a little tiny dinosaur, one of the ugliest little bugs ever, and then it turns into a lacewing. Uh, I got totally distracted by feeling that bug climb up my arm, but I think I have made my point for most of this episode because I really do not remember where I was. So I think that is a good point uh, just to start wrapping up the podcast. You guys, I want to thank everybody for listening. If you've got any questions, corrections, comments, or concerns, I would love to hear from you. The email address is hotmail.com. Of course, don't forget to check out the website at iregenetics.com. Everything, iregenetics, everything grow from your heart is right there on the website. Again, if you feel like the podcast was educational, informative, or entertaining, and you'd like to make a financial contribution to the show, uh, all you've got to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need is right there on the screen, and there is a link in the show notes and the video description to make it super easy to get to the Patreon page. That is all I've got for you for this episode. I want to thank you again for listening. I'll be back in a couple of days with fresh new content. I want to give a giant shout out to my friend, Captain Mojo. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.